calling all my readers. Yes, that's right. If you like to read books, if you like to learn, if you like input and just information on all things wellness, today's episode is for you. I am giving you nine wellness books for your to read list in 2023. Hey there, I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Grace Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate. Yes, even here in January. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't need to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. Welcome to 2023, January. This is the first episode of 2023. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like the month of January just holds its own personality. It's full of fresh starts and resets and settling in and um, hope. And these kind of all describe January to me. For me, it is pulling back on the social calendar. Uh, I, we step away from eating out. I cook all of our meals pretty much during the month of January rather than going out on Friday night or Saturday night or more like what we do. We get takeout and bring it back home. And in general, I just we just kind of hunker down. My husband and I both do. It's a nice... I think it's nice. It's nice most of the time balance to the feasting and just saturation of the holidays. Um, admittedly, by the end of the month, like I am ready for some DoorDash. I am ready for takeout. But it's also nice knowing that for the next month, I just take everything down a notch. Now, this also lends itself to just sticking my nose in more books. So instead of Saturday afternoon, um, my, my friend, a good friend of mine calls it whistles, just the whistles, like the college football whistles. Uh, we cozy up on the couch, we get a lightweight blanket, or I do because it's still warm. I mean, it's I'm recording this on January 7th, and it's 80 degrees outside. So definitely a lightweight, breathable one. But then we also just will get a good read. And that's kind of our activity. And that's something that we do. And it's nice. It's really nice. Now I read, I read, I feel like a decent amount. I actually, (laughs) I went to Goodreads. I was like, how many books did I read? And I keep track of the books that I read on Goodreads. So I pulled up my Goodreads account and it said I read five in 2022. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I know that I read a lot more than five. And it turns out that I just was not recording him right. So even though I am an author with a book of my own, I apparently need to figure out how to track things on Goodreads. My books are there, they're just not dated. And so I guess I need to spend a little bit more time doing that. But I counted it up. And I think it was 54 four books, 56, something like that, over 50 books, I read either with my eyes or through my ears in 2022. So I read kind of a mix of nonfiction and fiction. Summers are more fiction focused. This time of year is a little bit more nonfiction. Um, But what I decided or kind of figured out about myself is I like to read books that I can learn from. 
Um, especially, I mean, even if they are fiction, I can, you can learn from fiction by, you know, reading about new experiences or situations and perspectives. Um, every now and then I enjoy a good memoir, especially if it's author narrated on audible. Um, but in general, I liked, I like to read books that I can learn from. And this year I really leaned into my local library. So I figured out how to, uh, get or borrow books online and have them send to my Kindle. And really what that meant was I read a lot more chiclet, like just like, I don't want to say love. I don't know. I was reading them like, this is dumb. I'm not, I didn't learn anything from it. That's what it was. (laughs) But I read it because I would see these lists on Goodreads or Amazon or wherever. And they're like, oh, best books are, or I think one of them on Goodreads was like, women over 40 are reading this. I was like, well, I'm over 40 and I'm a woman. I'll read that. Yeah, I, I think I need to be a little bit more discerning is really what it is. I also really love to read books about health and wellness because I'm a super nerd that way. Uh, Most of these are really just for my own education and development. I love learning. um, I just love learning about the latest science or um, just ways of thinking about things. Sometimes I will read books as a prep for a podcast guest. And then in some cases, I read a book fall in love with the message, and then I invite the author onto the show. So I am wondering if you too read a lot more, let's just say first quarter of the year. Uh, If you do, and if you are looking for some wellness books to enjoy while you are on your walk or curled up on the couch with maybe a heavier blanket or maybe a lighter blanket, uh, I have some wellness books for you. I have read every single one of them wholeheartedly recommend every single one of them. This is not a like, Ooh, I need to promote this book. So I'm going to put it on the list. There's no ulterior motives. Um, with the exception of the last one, and you'll hear what that is, you can probably guess what it is. But this is a list of books that I read. And I think this would help or benefit my community. And because I categorize categorize a lot of things here into physical, mental and spiritual health, um, I have kind of lumped those into the same. So let's dig into what I consider to be the best um, wellness books for you to read in 2023. These are not books that have been released in the last year. These are just books that I read in the last year. And in fact, some of them have been out for several years. The first one I'll offer is Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribble and Elise Resh. I hope I pronounced that name correctly. Uh, sometimes it's a little hard to know. This was actually, and I read the fourth edition. So this book has been out definitely for a while. The general premise of this book is trust your body, eat what you want, when you want, and stop when you are what they call biologically satisfied, which is basically your stomach saying, okay, I've had enough. So there's a very big difference between saying, um, my stomach, you know, between that, like I've had enough and my stomach is full, but my mouth wants more or something like that. So they have, and I'm going to spend the most amount of time on this book, just so you know, they're not all going to be this long, but they have 10 principles. Um, they just make sense to me. They make sense. Uh, I'll go through the principles really quickly. Number one, reject the diet mentality Two, honor your hunger. Three, make peace with food Four challenge the food police, five, discover the satisfaction factor, six, feel your fullness, seven, 
cope with your emotions and kindness with kindness. Eight, respect your body. Nine, um, movement and you know feeling the difference with that. And then 10, um, honor your health with gentle nutrition. When you think about it, I, I believe that God designed us to eat this way. I mean, despite all of the nutrition science out there and we are learning and I love learning about it, we survived for years without like all of, all of that. We just, we just did like we survived. Are we living longer? Yes. Are there, you know, what are the contributors to that? I honestly, I don't know. This is not the place to discuss that. Now, I will say that even though I will hand this book to you and say, this makes so much sense, I still struggle with fully engaging with all of these principles. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, if I know that a certain amount of protein is good for me, or a certain amount of fiber is really great for my gut, and like all of these things, then how do I incorporate that into listening my body? I have had a lot of conversations on this show with um, intuitive eating, I would say experts and registers, registered dietitians who subscribe to intuitive eating. And all of them go back to that's where gentle nutrition comes in. That's where understanding it, applying it and being very gentle with yourself within it. So that's just kind of where I am with all of that. And then of course, if you know me, and if you've been with me, you know that I still, you know, I still struggle with the, with the body image stuff. Um, they are big proponents of health at every size, which is not on the list on this list, because I haven't yet read it. But this is it's definitely on my uh, 2023 list list. Uh, so if you would like a new way of thinking about food, I highly encourage you to check out this book. Um, and the guests that we have had here on the podcast, if you want to learn a little bit more before buying the book, go check out Erin Todd of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. So she has a podcast, she has a thriving Facebook group. And then when she came on in season 12, episode 32, entitled How Intuitive Eating May Give You the Grace and Freedom You Need. By the way, I have a full blog post um, on my website that you can go and you can link to everything. You can see everything. You can see the books. You can get the books. When you get the books off the website, that does help me a little bit because it's affiliate link. So I make like six cents. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a six cents adds up. <laughs> Um, another registered dietitian that's been on the show is uh, Brittany Braswell. She came on and talked about how do I know if my loved one is dealing with an eating disorder? Again, link in the um, in the show notes. Sally Ann Pisk came on. Uh, she's she talked about how to stop emotional eating without giving up your favorite foods. That was season thirteen, episode sixteen, and um, Sally Ann's episode actually was one of the most downloaded episodes or one of the top ten downloaded episodes of twenty twenty two. So go check that out if you're interested. And then Shelley Najir. Uh, came on recently with the food police is harming your body, mind and soul. And that was in season 15. So if you're like, hmm, this sounds interesting, I want to learn more, check them out any of those I think you'll really enjoy. I really appreciated all of my conversations with those four women. Okay, moving on still under the um, food and uh, physical health. Food Story is the name of the book by Elise Musillis. 
So most days when I have lunch, I sit down with my laptop and I read the news. I just pull up the Apple News and they know what I like. So there's all kinds of articles that I like because it's kind of creepy. Anyway, so one day I stumbled upon this article that talked about a food story. And I was like, oh, we do have food stories. And I love the article so much. I ordered the book that same day. I stalked down Elise on Instagram and invited her on the show. Many of us, and if you are one of them, you are not alone. In fact, I would say if you don't have a complicated food story, you are probably in the minority. Um, But we, many of us have complicated stories when it comes to food. And sometimes there were kind of traumatic events or relationships that caused it. And others were like never ill intended, but just resulted in an unhealthy relationship with food. Uh, This book covers a lot of that. I loved Food Story. I I reference it all the time. I spoke at my church. I talked about it. I just, um, it encourages you to consider your own food story. Elise did a masterful job of inviting you to work through some of this. She has interactive end of chapter elements, which I really appreciate. And I know how much time that goes into doing that. And then as a bonus, she provides some just gorgeous, glorious recipes in the back. She uh, got her start as a food blogger on, uh, or that was one of her things. I think it was like kale and chocolate or something like that. And so she is no stranger to creating um, really wonderful, nourishing recipes. A lot of them are heavily plant-based or only plant-based and they were just fantastic. And because during the book of Food Story, she does spend some time discussing how different foods affect our moods. She's actually divided these uh, recipes in areas that will help you feel these different moods. So she she her areas of focus are happy, focused, radiant, strong, comforted, comforted, um, sensual, and calm. So that was kind of an interesting way of thinking about food. I hadn't really ever considered that. And um, I'm telling you, the recipes are really good. There's like a um, beet black bean burger. Super good. Super good. Um, This food story, this book is just profound. It will definitely change the way you eat think and live, which is also the subtitle. And if you'd like to hear my conversation with Elise, you can tune into season 13, episode 11 entitled rewrite your food story to change the way you eat, think and live. Okay, let's get into physical health in the movement area. Uh, One of them is smarter workouts by Pete McCall. If you are a longtime listener, you've met Pete a couple of times. Of course, I've linked to those in the show notes, so you can go check them out there. Pete is someone I consider, I just call him my online mentor. Uh, We've never had a formal relationship, but I've just, I've learned so much from him. Um, His his podcast, all about fitness, um, his books, which are heavily researched. So he is an educator to fitness professionals. So he educates people like me as they are continuing their education. And um, he does so, he did so independently. And now he's actually working for a kind of like a boutique, um, gem. Anyway, he's just, he's an incredible educator. 
Smarter Workouts is Pete's first book. And then his second was Ageless Intensity. And he has another one coming out on recovery, which I'll probably have him back out when that book releases. Uh, Both of these that have already released Smarter Workouts and Ageless Intensity are fantastic. But I have to say, I really love... I love smarter workouts. I love the commentary in all of them, but he also gives workouts. And I love the workouts in the back of smarter workouts. He um he just provides these like full sets. Like you can go in and do it. Uh, a little confession, there have been times when I've been training I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what I need to do or I'm short on time and I'll I'll go to the back of smarter workouts. Don't tell anyone. Okay. I kind of feel bad. I hardly ever do that because I do personalize, but every now and then we all need a little lifeline sometimes. And so that, that was it. Um, but he, there, everything he talks about or uses, they're all very accessible work uh, equipment. So he'll use stability balls, resistance bands, sand bells, which are, um, not everybody has those, but they're kind of fun to play with. And then of course there's body weight stuff as well. So I just, I think smarter workouts is great. And then what I really love about that book is he gives you the why anyone can tell you anything to do, go to Pinterest and search for 25 minute workout and you can get that. But do you know why those movements are in there? Do you know why, um, they have chosen that those movements in that order? And the other question is, does the author know why? Maybe they do, or maybe they're just throwing together something to try and get you to, you know, buy something or whatever. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of like just blindly picking out Pinterest, but that's a different story. So if you want some wonderful wisdom, great workouts, the why behind the movement, go check out Smarter Workouts or Ageless Intensity. Another one under movement is called The Joy of Movement by Dr. Kelly McGonigal, PhD. So not a medical doctor, but a researcher. Um, This book will inspire you to move. Like it will make you want to get out there. And especially if you're someone who likes that group fitness, that group exercise setting, you're going to want to join a gym after this. You're going to want to join some sort of community-based program because there is so much um, science to, and research that explains how exercise help us, helps us find happiness, hope, connection, courage. I mean, as I was flipping through this book, kind of like prepping my, um, my time for, to record this, I mean, almost every page is underlined at somewhere. Cause I like to underline my nonfiction books. Um, so she uses, you know, kind of two of my favorite loves exercise and then research. So if you are a Clifton strengths person, intellection is my number four strength and input is my number one strength. So I like to pull a lot of information in. So if you the other thing too, is if you struggle with your mental health, and I know a lot of us do, and you don't really love moving, sometimes you will, but you're like, eh, this might be a really great book to encourage you to get moving. uh, Because that will support your mental health. She puts a lot, there's a lot of research that she showed, uh, puts in there to help you understand the, the connection between your mental health and movement. So if that's something that you're like, Oh man, I, you know, I, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have whatever it is, check that one out. It might, it might just give you that 
that little push, right, to get moving, whether it's in a, a group fitness class, um, a running club, another gym that's community focused, I mean, anywhere of these, um, that that might be a good resource for you. Moving on to the category of I'm going to put I'm going to put this under mental health, though, this is not necessarily a book like on, I guess it would be categorized as psychotherapy, but it's absolutely has to do with the brain. And in fact, the subtitle of this book is build a better brain at any age. And the title of the book is keep sharp by Dr. Sanjay Gupta, MD. So if you have ever watched CNN, he is their medical correspondent. He was very um, active during COVID, just educating people. And this is probably my number one book. Like if you hear this whole list and think, Amy, where do you want to start? This is to me a fantastic book about just overall wellness, even though he does focus on the brain. Um, it is really like the principles of this apply regardless of what your health goals are. So he does have a focus on brain health and really cognitive health as well. But he talks some about food science, which spoiler alert, uh, eat lots of plants, eat a wide variety of plants in their whole food state. So this will not surprise you. He also emphasizes movement, um, relationships, sleep, and then having purpose, which I loved. I mean, this is a secular book, but what he's saying, I'm like, I'm reading that. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is your calling. This is why we let, you know, Jesus guide what we're doing. So of course, I read that and kind of put my own little interpretation on there. But it fits right in line with what we talk about here on this podcast, which is your eating movement and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. You need to be able to fulfill that purpose, which also is the um, main message that I have in my keynote speak or keynote speech. Maybe I should like probably edit that better if I'm going (laughs) to say that I'm a speaker, but I won't because I'm human. Anyway, uh, having purpose is so important in everything we do, particularly for our uh, brain and cognitive health. He just makes a really compelling case and gives us a strong why for taking care of ourselves outside of, well, I need to look good. Um, His why that he offers is to live a full and functional life with optimal cognitive health. You know, you can do all that you can do for your body, but you want your brain to be aligned with that, right? We don't want our brain to decline and have a really functioning body and vice versa. We don't want our brain to be great and our body to deteriorate. I mean, it's a it's a two-part thing, right? And as we have talked about here, it is um, so intertwined and we can't just focus on one or the other. He does talk a lot about dementia and Alzheimer's. So if that runs in your family, or is a concern of yours, or is just something that you really want to focus on, grab this book. Again, this, it's really hard for me to say like, this is the number one book I would get, but I feel like there's so much in there that goes well beyond just brain and cognitive health that I think that there's a lot of really applicable information. Then the second book under this, I, I'm again, I'm calling it mental health, um, because I don't really know what other category to put it under. But I think it 
best fits under this category is Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith, MD. So this is another one of those books that is heavily underlined and completely transformed how I think about rest. It's a nice complement to the next book I'm going to talk about. So those kind of they don't they don't go hand in hand, but they do, they do complement each other really well. The subtitle is Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. So again, it's not necessarily a book about like psychological health, but it certainly promotes that by providing the seven types of rest we need, uh, which are physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, sensory, and creative. So this book is for the person who has ever gone to bed on a Sunday night and thought, I am more tired now than I am on a weekday morning, or you get enough sleep and you feel exhausted all the time. If you fall into either one of those categories, or you're curious about learning about these different types of rest, this is a fantastic book for you. I recommend it um, to so many people. And in fact, I have a medical provider who was just just done. She was tired, she was burnt out. And I ended up buying this book for her because I was like, you need this. Um, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith on the podcast way back in season eight, episode seven, I think that came out in 2020. And that episode was entitled What Kind of Rest Do You Need? Did you know there are seven? And you can go check that out if you'd like to hear more. Okay, and finally, let's talk a little bit about spiritual health. So this one I said was a compliment to sacred rest, what I just talked about. And this is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Now I have to admit, I'm not sure I would have picked it up mostly because I didn't really know about it. Had it not been part of the study that I do with my young adult women's small group. So the study and then the book was chosen for us. And so I needed to get the book and read it. And I have to say, I am so glad this was chosen. If you are looking for incentive to just take the pace of life down, just, just everything down. This is for you. And again, kind of going back up to our original or at the very top of our conversation, like January is a great time to just pull everything back. Um, the this book, the ruthless elimination of hurry, it has, uh, it has several different focuses, but one section really focuses on four main pillars, which is the part that real I pulled out and, um, I think the the young women who were in my group pulled out as well. So those four pillars are silence and solitude. That's one. Sabbath, simplicity, and slowing. So this has encouraged me to maybe not have um, my AirPods in my ears all the time listening to something. Maybe I should just have some silence. I love solitude, so I certainly <laughs> appreciate any um, anyone saying that you should be doing that. I have to admit, I was challenged by the discussion on Sabbath, which in theory I love, but find practicing it relatively difficult. I have some nice little rhythms on Sundays, which include getting up and um, 
I will sometimes exercise, sometimes not. I go to church. I will often, probably 90% of the time, no matter what I have done in the morning, how much sleep I have gotten, I come home, I lay down on the couch, I read, and I fall asleep. I, it just doesn't matter. This is just something I think it's God-like. You must Sabbath today. And then, of course, I'm you know doing other things and working a little bit um, just on home life and whatever. Uh, also, same for simplicity. His he makes a really compelling point with simplicity. It really great ideas, terrible execution on my part. So, you know, it's a work in progress for sure. And then another one is uh, under this spiritual health is today is going to be a good day by Dr. Michelle Bankson. Dr. Michelle has been a guest here on the Grace Health podcast three times. And as a neuropsychologist, she obviously has a significant amount of wisdom on our thought life on how it impacts the brain. As a believer, she lives this out daily uh, with her own health battles for several years. She's been dealing with a lot of different health issues, including cancer and really is um, just inspiring people all over uh, by just being very transparent in her challenges and leaning into God. Um, In fact, this book today is going to be a good day stems from one of the periods where she just she was in pain, she was frustrated. um, She was despondent and just made this post on Facebook to say today is going to be a good day because, and then just wrote it out. And then she did it again, and again, and again. And now we have this nice little book, and I'll tell you what I mean by little here in just a second, with 30 entries on why today will be a good day. Now, when I say little, I mean, it's just it's physically small. So it is something that you can just throw in your bag, keep it with you. And she was on um, and actually talked about this, this book on the podcast, and it'll of course links in the show notes, and really talked about how she wanted people to be able to take this with them, and they could pull it out. Sometimes you only have the bandwidth, either time or energy or emotional, just to read a very small amount. And so that's what this book is designed to do. It is very easily digestible. Um, In fact, I happened to have, I had two copies because I was on her launch team and I don't remember why, but I had two copies of it and I had one copy in my bag and one of my just precious young adult women was just having a difficult day. And so I was just able to pull it out and I just passed it on. I was like, I think that God wants me to give this to you. And so it's also a nice little thing that you can kind of keep and pass along if you ever feel led to do. And then finally, a book um, that I think you should read in 2023, if you have not yet, is Your Worthy Body, Find Freedom and Health by Breaking All the Rules by yours truly. I know, total shameless plug. This is, I know it is. But if you have been with me for a while, you know all about this book. It breaks health and fitness rules using exercise science, nutrition science, and um, done through a lens of faith. It is designed for the woman who is tired of and overwhelmed by all the things that Instagram or the internet or Facebook or whatever it is that you follow says that she should be doing. 
and is ready for a balanced, sustainable way of taking care of herself. So most chapters provide resources. So I'll, I have uh, recipes in there. I have workouts. I have journal prompts. I have things to consider. I have res- or resources within one particular chapter. So this is meant to be a holistic approach to figuring out how to take care of yourself, not how somebody else says, but for you. And it will help you do that by giving you the truth and the facts and for empowering you to do what you want to do with it. Okay, those are the books that I recommend for your 2023 listening. And what I want you to do is head over to our free Graced Health podcast Face, I'm sorry, Graced Health Community Facebook group. And it's free over there. And tell me what kind of wellness books you have read that you recommend to others. So I'm really hoping to, for, first of all, this is totally selfish because I'm kind of accumulating my wish list, my want to read list on Goodreads. And I need some ideas. I've got, like I said, I've got health at any size. Um, there's another one that I just listened to a podcast on that I just kind of want to learn from a science perspective, a food science. I think it's really interesting. I think it's called Metabolical and I can't remember the author's name. So that's those, both of those are on my list for um, for 2023. But head over there, let me know what you think. Of course, grab your copy of Your Worthy Body if you have not yet read it, and write a rating and review on Amazon. If you do purchase it from Amazon, that's super, super helpful. And in fact, even if you purchased it when it came out about a year ago, and you haven't done a rating or review, um, I would really appreciate it because it just adds credibility. Credibility. Let's be honest, when we pull something up on Amazon, and it hardly has any reviews, and ratings, you're like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Do I trust this? So help other people trust the book, help other people trust uh, the word and the message in it. Okay, that is all for today. Go out there and have a grace. Day. 